Hey y'all, and welcome back to Old Iron Talk. I'm your host, Callie Garden. And I'm your producer, Michaela. And today we're talking with Jason from Pennsylvania. Jason has not always been a part of the hobby, but we're very excited to share his story with you. He did have a love for tractors all of his life growing up as a child. So Jason has an interest in collecting Ford tractors. He had a love for the 8N, 2N, 9N series tractors. So he's going to share a little bit of information about those with us and show us his restorations as well. Michaela, I think you have a fun fact to go along with that. I do. Um, I, I found out that the Ford 2N evolved into the Ford 8N, which officially started its production in 1947 and was made through 1952. Very cool. A lot of companies did that. They took one tractor that they had and they tried to make it better in some way, and that's what led to the new model of those tractors. So that's oh, wow. the fun fact. That is fun. Very cool. I have other facts. That's not tractor facts. Okay, I'm ready. I really want snow. Snow? Yeah. Me too. You know, a lot of people got snow last week, but we did not. That's just rude. It's kind of rude. Yes, kind of depressing. So, if you got snow and you're one of our listeners, let us know in the comments how much you got, if you love it, if you hate it. I require it for Christmas. I love it. Snow at Christmas time. We haven't for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Nope. Yeah, send us pictures of your snow so we can present like we're there. Yeah, we'd love that. Okay, so now we'll stop boring you guys to talk about snow, although I love snow, <laughs> um, and we'll get to talking with Jason. All right, so today we're here with Jason, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his his collection and his restoration projects that he's had, and just give us a little history behind his interest in the collecting world. So Jason, can you kind of start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, um, I've been in love with tractors, uh, all I can remember. Uh, I'm from uh, Southwest Pennsylvania, about okay. 40 miles uh, out of Pittsburgh. Um, from a very young age, uh, I, I never farmed or anything. Uh, we have, you know, a, a somewhat of a rural area around us. So everybody mm-hmm. kind of had a tractor, you know, every neighbor had tractors just to maintain their property. So like any other little boy, I, I started out with, you know, toy trucks and tractors. And then naturally the the bigger things caught my attention, but uh, I never uh, really, there was never really a defined moment where I was like, wow, it just, it just happened. I, I never, uh, uh, never even went to a show uh, really until probably, I don't know, the, like the early nineties. I don't okay. know. How long it, but, uh, uh, it, it's just something that's always really uh, caught my attention. Then once you, gain a little bit of knowledge about them and the the, the history is what really uh, got me uh, hooked on a lot of the, uh, mm-hmm. the old So when you started collecting or getting interested in it, did you have a favorite brand that caught your eye or what really stood out to you? Not really. I was, I, I like them all. I have all kinds of, of manufacturers and, and models in my collection. I really don't. Uh, the, the four tractors, the, the four N series, uh, I guess if I had to pick a favorite would probably be uh, them uh, okay. only because that's what I grew up with. Um, ever since I was born, my parents had a, a Ford 2N, a 1946. They bought that a little bit before I was born. Uh, my father grew up with a 1945 Ford 2N, which we still have. Um, so I was always around those and I know them inside and out. Uh, if you look at my uh, YouTube channel, uh, I have a lot of, uh, 
videos uh, on how to restore those uh, mm -hmm. from the ground up. I mean, literally every bolt uh, was turned on the one that I did. Uh, so if, if I had to pick a favorite, I do have a soft spot for the, uh, the Ford N series. Okay, that's fair. Now you said you have a YouTube page. Can you kind of let everybody know where they can find you? Um, my channel name is Jason One PA. That's the just the number one Jason One PA. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a, a long story how I got in, involved in that. Um, like most people that have a YouTube channel, you start by watching other people, right? Yep. And uh, you, you kind of get uh, an idea of what you would like to do if you had the opportunity to, to do that. And uh, I, I got in contact with a, another YouTuber uh, down in Texas. His name's Ron. Uh, his channel name is uh, Vidman008. Uh, unfortunately, he doesn't do a whole lot of videos anymore, but he kind of took me under my wing, uh, uh, his wing there and uh, showed me how to to do it and and how to do you know video editing because I am clueless when it comes to computers. <laughs> I mean that's, that's, something, that's something I really had to uh uh you know learn about and yeah. I'm still learning because uh, I know a lot of other YouTubers out there they have a lot of technology, a lot of fancy cameras. Mm -hmm. I mean my stuff's okay. It's gotten a lot better than when when I first started. I think I started in 2010. Okay. And the videos are terrible. I mean, I even I even deleted some of them. They're just that <laughs> bad. Uh, but they got a little bit better. But, well, that's uh, good. Yeah. Okay. So, what was the first purchase you made? Oh my! Well, I, we have a 1939 John Deere A. Okay. Uh, I, I I didn't buy it because I was only about nine or ten years old uh, at the time. My parents naturally would have bought it. Yeah. Uh, again, like we never went to a show or anything before that. We we saw it in the paper. We thought it was neat, mm -hmm. and we, we just bought it. And uh, that's what really kind of fueled uh, the fire for for antique tractors. Okay. Um, as far as like uh, which one I actually purchased first myself. Oh boy, <laughs> I can't remember. Probably Massey Harris pony. Okay. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, I was very young, and, and unfortunately, my parents, uh, they went along with it. They, they, uh, they supported my, my new addiction, I guess, and, uh, you know, they would even take me to the tractor shows and everything. I mean, they liked them, too, but uh, I, I think I'm on a, a little bit higher level than them. Mm -hmm. That'll happen sometimes, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, so I know you submitted a picture of a, was it a 1948 Ford 8N? That you had said you had rescued from a neighbor's field. Can you kind of give us the history behind that? So my neighbor, uh, neighbor slash friend, I went to, uh, we went to school together. He's the same age as me. Uh, he, he got that tractor, I think we were teenagers, uh, to, to just mow and he just thought it was neat. And uh, unfortunately it sat for something in the distributor went and uh, it sat under a tree probably for we're we're guessing at least twelve years, maybe a little longer. And um, finally, uh, you know, it was one of those. Well, I'm going to fix it up one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it never happened. So finally, he says, you know, if you want it, come and come and get it. So uh, I got it, and uh, it was it was bad. I mean, it 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 was the rims were just rotting off the wheel. I mean, I went to move it and I can't believe I actually got it on the trailer without it 
falling apart. Um, sadly, some of the, the hood started to rot. Go, just got, caught it just in time. It's not too bad, very easily fixable. But I went and uh, I made some YouTube videos on that as well. Just uh, totally tore the whole rear end apart. Um, the, there was a lot of nasty uh, muck and goo in the, in the transmission. I, I would imagine so. And then uh, I ended up, I think what, about a year or two ago, I went and put a Sherman auxiliary transmission in it. I did a video on that as well. A lot of people have a, an interest in that because, mm -hmm. well, they make them go really fast. And uh, that was a pretty big uh, uh, successful video, I'd say. There's there's quite a few people who have watched that. And uh, that was a fun little project to do. I bet. So as far as like restorations go, how did you learn to do that? Were you kind of self-taught? Did your dad teach you along the way? Or how did you learn? Mainly self-taught. Uh, I mean, my, my dad, you know, knows his basic things like tune-ups and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a little kid, I, I caught on to that quick. But uh, he never really got too much into, like, engine rebuilding and everything. So uh, I kind of just... I, I learned on my own. Uh, I, I when I was little, I used to mess around with you know like little lawnmower engines and everything just to to get uh, just to see what they're like. Mm -hmm. uh, I tore apart everything when I was little. Clocks, anything. <laughs> I was always fascinated about how things work. So uh, it just kind of developed from there. In high school, I did um, go to a, a Votech school, okay. which uh, sadly wasn't the best school in the world, but it did. Uh, it did, did teach me some things, but uh, yeah, just mainly uh, learn learn by myself, trial and error, ask people, read about it. I mean, that's a good way to learn. Yep. Okay, so what was the first tractor then that you did a complete restoration on? That would have been the uh, 1952 Massey Harris Pony. Okay. Uh, that would that would be my first nut and bolt restoration where I really I really got serious and. Uh, tore that down to nothing and uh, rebuilt that. Um, there's a, a There was a big learning curve with that. Uh, it was kind of a funny story. Well, it's funny now, at the time it wasn't. But uh, when I when I put it all back together, I was getting a, a, a clutch noise, like a clatter when I would leave out the, the clutch lever. And uh, it was driving me crazy. And long story short, I had that tractor apart, split 13 times until I finally got it right. Oh my word. Uh, that's when I learned all about uh, needing your flywheel and pressure plate resurfaced to get it true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about that at the time, but now I do. And every tractor I've done since then, I've never had that problem. So well, hey, hey. to learn, but uh, it's kind of a funny story now, but. Gotta learn somehow. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So when you do restorations, do you do everything then from like paint to engine work to transmission? Like you will do the complete process. Everything except uh, machine work. Because um, okay. I just don't have the equipment or quite the knowledge. I'm no mm -hmm. machinist by any means. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I do the paint. Um, I'm not a painter, but it can look good. And I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do okay there. Uh, that's, that's a, it's an art. It really takes mm -hmm. uh, some time and, and a lot of, uh, you know, experience again, trial and error. Sometimes you, you, know, sometimes you have to sand it down and do it over again. It just doesn't mm -hmm. come out quite right. But, uh, yeah, I, I do pretty much everything. Okay. Uh, 
Now, do you have like a shop at your house that you do this in or where do you do these projects? Uh, most of all that takes place at my parents' house, which is fortunately just right over the hill. I can okay. walk there. It's not that far. So. Well, that's good. Okay. Now the tractors that you have, do you use any of them like day to day around your house or around where you live to mow or uh, anything like that? Or We have three Fords. Uh, we do use uh, a couple of those to okay. mow and, and whatever, but, uh, yeah, we, we do use those. The other ones, they're, I guess you can just call them uh, trailer queens. <laughs> well, hey, that's all right. I know you mentioned earlier that you like to go to shows when you're growing up, and I assume you still go to some today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I try to go uh, as much as I can. Uh, I like to go out of state a lot. Do you? Uh, for, unfortunately, where I live, there's really not a, a lot of good shows. I mean, okay. probably the the... The one that's the best is probably a little over an hour away from me, but uh, I, I go, I've been as far as you know, Iowa, Tennessee, okay. North Carolina. Uh, unfortunately, you got to go to the, the big events. I really like to hit some of the big, uh, like Red Power and mm -hmm. John Deere Expos and things like that. Those are really nice shows. They are, yes. So out of the shows you've been to, what was the top show you think you visited so far? Probably the most memorable for me was probably Mount Pleasant, Iowa, where okay. the, uh, I think they call it Old Threshers. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, that was, that's a pretty big event. A lot of tractors. I mean, they have concerts and everything. So that's, uh, that was pretty wild there. And that was my first time I ever went there. I was talking to somebody that I, they, they let me ride on a steam engine, which is cool. Did I've they? Always that been around fun. one, but I've never got to, to be on one. So that was pretty memorable. Yes, I bet. So you got to ride on a steam engine there. Do you have any interest in like steam engines or older gas tractors or is like, what is on your bucket list that you would like? Absolutely. Uh, like steam, the, the thing that scares me most about steam is, well, you just can't go and buy parts. I mean, yes. You have to be a machinist <laughs> and which I am not. Um, I would really like to get something like, a, like even if it's just one, like have like a, a rumbly oil pool or a, mm -hmm. You know, a big old uh, Altman Taylor or something. Yes. Uh, I think those big prairie tractors. I, I, I'm, I'm liking them more and more as I get older. I really have an appreciation for those. Have you ever ridden on one of them or driven? I have not. Okay. Well, that's a good bucket list to check off too. That's right. <laughs> okay. So, recently, or do you have any projects coming up in the next year? I do not currently, okay. um, unfortunately. Uh, hopefully that will change soon. Uh, I do have a um, a little Silver King that I purchased a couple of years ago that I was hoping to restore, but the reality of it is it's so bad. I don't even know if it's possible. The biggest thing is it's missing so many parts. Uh, it's probably going to take me a lifetime to get all of them. Uh, it's it's pretty, pretty rough, but... Uh, We'll see. I don't know. Are all of the tractors that you purchase like local or do you have any ones that you've purchased from other states or where do you normally find them? Fairly, fairly local. I haven't gone too far for right now. Where's the farthest one from? I think the John Deere came in toward like in around Pittsburgh somewhere. Okay. Okay. I've got to ask you one thing that you sent us um, was your 12,000 pound Badlands winch test. 
Can you tell uh, everybody kind of what you were doing there? Uh, that was just a fun video I did. It wasn't, uh, I, I don't, kind of like, I guess a review for the, uh, the winch. Mm -hmm. uh, they're pretty, pretty popular because they're, they're fairly cheap when you compare to some of the other winches, uh, mainly because, you know, if I, buy another toy and if it don't run it's a lot easier to get them up on the trailer when you can just pull them up yes it is <laughs> i did some tractor pulling back in the day too and okay. you know sometimes if you know they might run when you get there but they might not run when you come back so mm -hmm. it's always it's always a good uh thing to have it's something i you know use every day uh but when you need it it's it's great to have yes yeah for sure Okay, so you were somebody that you said you didn't grow up on a farm, you didn't really grow up around the stuff. What advice do you have for someone who might be in the same situation or in the same shoes as far as how they can start to get involved in the hobby? Um, if you have an interest in it, um, I think one of the, the, the best things is, you know, uh, go, go to a show, mm -hmm. uh, talk to people. Um, if there's a particular uh, tractor or model that really catches your eye, um, you know, look look into it. Uh, you know, again, ask people. Again, the internet's great. Uh, I don't know what we did before the internet. I mean, you <laughs> can track down parts, uh, anything. My suggestion to anybody that wanted to get into it, though, pick a tractor that is easy to find parts for. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the little Fords, you can pretty much build one from a catalog. I mean, that's how many uh, parts are available. Same with International, John Deere, they're pretty pretty common tractors. Yes. Uh, you won't, you don't want your first tractor to be something that, you know, you just you have to make parts and everything. It'd be a little overwhelming. That would be very, yes. All right, I've got to ask too. So obviously you collect tractors. Do you have any interest in collecting like toys or memorabilia, signs, anything like that? Uh, I have a little bit, but not not a whole lot. Uh, I, I do like that stuff. Unfortunately, a lot of those signs and everything cost a fortune. I mean, I'm, yes, sure, you've, do. I'm sure you've watched the auctions and everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't for me to put, you know, thousands of dollars sometimes in a sign. Uh, it's I would sooner put it into a tractor and be able to drive it. You know, you That's can't fair. drive, you can't drive a sign or, or, you know, take it to a show and no. people enjoy it. So that is fair. I know it's kind of insane sometimes. Yeah. It blows my mind. I don't understand it, but you know, maybe one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can you tell us a little bit about your project when you were installing the transmission on your Ford Aiden? I know you mentioned earlier you put that Sherman transmission in. Well, what it was entailed in that project? Well, for for those who may not know what that is, all it is is a, a it's literally about that big. It's not big. It's a, it's an extra transmission that fits into the bell housing of the uh, Ford N series. Um, you have to split the tractor to get it in. You have to drill a hole in the side of the the, uh, the bell housing, which is a little bit nerve wracking. You want to measure about 20 times to make sure you only got <laughs> one shot. And uh, I, I was happy that it worked out all right. Uh, and that's where the gear shift lever sticks out. And uh, the, the particular Sherman transmission that I used was uh, what they call a combination which is a high and low range and then a standard range, which uses your same 
gear ratios as, as it normally would. So the tractor's a four speed forward and one reverse. Now it's 12 speeds forward and three reverse. So uh, it'll go a lot slower. It'll go a lot faster down the road. I uh, I clocked it, I think, around 22 mile an hour or something. Dang, which, that's not too that, bad. It doesn't seem fast, but when you're on it, it feels like you're going about 40. But, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> that would be quite the ride. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think one thing we haven't talked about, do you still have the Farmall M? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. And what year is that tractor? That's a, a 1940. Uh, that's the one I mentioned I did some tractor pulling with. Uh, that's the one I did. Um, I think I pulled with it about four or five years. Got kind of bored of that, uh, the pulling part. Uh, it's okay. Every now and then I get the itch to, to get back into it. But uh, I just, uh, yeah, I restored that one. I, I did some uh, cheater things under the hood a little bit yeah, to be a little bit more competitive. But uh, it's a good running tractor. But right now I just you know, use it as parades and shows and stuff. That's all right. It looks like a nice tractor to at least look at, so I bet it's a good, great little tractor. Oh, yeah. Okay, so did you have, like, did you go to polls locally, or did you travel for that? Uh, For the polls, mostly just local. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you went all over. And did you pull with any other tractors that you have, or mainly just the M? Mainly that one, but all of my tractors, I think, except for the Silver King, um, I've at least hooked up to the sled once just to okay. see what they do. <laughs> But uh, I try to only beat up one at a time. <laughs> what was your best pole? Do you know? You uh, I've never won with it, but I've, I've come in second, okay. uh, a few third. Um, actually, one of the little Fords, uh, I, I took that just as something fun to do. And I actually did really well with that. I got, uh, every time I go out, I at least place. So okay. I don't know. The one, the one I put all the work and effort into wasn't as good as the one that I just showed up with <laughs> i mean that sounds about right <laughs> yeah seems to be how it goes for a lot of things yeah okay so you said you've gone to quite a few shows do you have a bucket list show i know you said you'd like to go to like red power roundup or one of the big john deere shows do you have any other bucket list shows i would really like to get to the uh roll hog minnesota yes, show yeah uh, that's a pretty far drive for me i think it'd be like 18 hours but wow uh it would definitely, that one, um, I'd like to go to the Florida Flywheelers mm -hmm. down in Florida. Um, oh my, what else? There's a lot of big shows out west. There is, uh, yes. There's, you can't really go wrong, just pick one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there are so many shows all over. When you're attending these shows, have you ever had an interest in like hit or miss engines? I do. And actually, I do have one. I forgot about uh, okay. mentioning that. Yeah, I have a little, uh, it's just a one and a half horsepower economy. Okay. Um, I restored that probably early 2000s, I think I, I did that one. Um, I know nothing about them. I mean, I know a little bit. Uh, fortunately, there was a, a guy I knew that was really into them. Uh, he kind of helped me. I bought that at an auction. That was my first auction buy ever I ever okay. did. I really don't care for auctions, but um, I'd sooner just go and, you know, talk to the owner and buy mm -hmm. it that way. But um, he was there and said, you know, this is a pretty good one. Uh, go ahead and buy it if you want. So I did. And um, I do like them. Um, again, back almost like the signs that we were talking about before. 
that some of them can bring in some crazy money. And again, yes. if, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna spend a lot of money on something, I wanna be able to drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I, if I have an opportunity to pick up another one, uh, another engine fairly cheap, uh, I, I'd do it, but uh, um, it, it's not really high on my list. That's fair. I agree with you there. I do like the engines. I think they're cool and I think the history behind them is cool, but I also like the idea of being able to drive something. <laughs> Right. You can look at them and yeah, they sound cool, but. <laughs> okay, so you have two Silver Kings? Silver Kings? Yes, correct. Okay. Yeah, one's, one's fully restored and the other one's a basket case. <laughs> and the other one's a basket case, okay. <laughs> so with the Silver Kings, I know they weren't obviously as common. When you were restoring that tractor, did you have any issues with it? Do you think it was pretty easy to restore? Do you think it's an easy tractor to operate? Uh, I personally think it's awkward to drive. Yeah. Um, I don't know. A lot of people uh, don't agree with that. I, I don't know. To me, it's a, one of them tractors you want to be out in a big field where you just let out the clutch and go. Oh, yeah. uh, if, you, if you have to be in a confined area, it's it, the, the clutch pedals are like up. And then out, mm-hmm. you have to like, I don't know, like be good at yoga or something. To, <laughs> but uh, I, guess, I guess it's not that bad, but it, it is kind of awkward. Um, as far as restoring it, uh, it was a little bit of a challenge to find some of the parts. Uh, like I mentioned before, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to get into the hobby, don't start with a silver king, maybe. Um, I had a really hard time finding wrist pin bushings for that, mm-hmm. that, that engine for some reason. Um, I finally found them because they were they needed to be oversized um not to go into the whole story but uh they needed to be oversized and i finally found probably the last ones all in the country (laughs) in california of all places wow they had them but uh the engine was really bad uh it had to be bored out Uh, i think i had like uh 60 over i think it was bigger pistons the crankshaft was junk it needed to be uh, machined um it was quite it was quite a project, but uh, it came out great. And uh, one of the biggest thrills uh, for me in finishing that tractor, the very first show I took it to, I went up to Ohio, and uh, the owner Pat Ertle, um, the owner of Antique Power Magazine, mm-hmm. asked me to do a feature in it. So oh, okay. uh, it was like a four four page feature, really done nice. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. That is awesome. Well, good. Well, Jason, we are about out of time. I do want to thank you for joining us on here today. We encourage everybody to go check out his YouTube page. We always enjoy hearing stories about people who maybe weren't born into the hobby, but still found a love for the stuff because that is a very common thing that happens. So thanks again for joining us today, Jason. Okay, thank you so much. Yep, thank you. Bye-bye. You can find all the source material for our episodes on our website, oldirongarage.com. We encourage everyone to join us on Old Iron Garage and connect with other collectors. Again, we would like to thank Jason for joining us today. We really enjoyed learning about his collection and hearing about his stories while restoring these tractors. We encourage everyone to give him a follow on his YouTube at Jason1PA. Don't forget to submit your collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com to be featured at the end of our episodes. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or would like to join us on a future episode of Old Iron Talk. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.